0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Review Lab podcast. My name is Harry. I'm the creator and the host of the Review Lab podcast. And this month, I am joined by one of my closest friends and practically my work husband, Mr. Reese Howard. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for coming on. That's all right. Basically strong-armed you into this
0: for the past month. See, that intro was pretty good. Yeah, that wasn't bad at all. You were pretty much just oh. like, here's, here's... We've both watched Doctor Strange. Let's talk about it. Yeah, pretty much,
1: yeah. I need to start off before I do anything by thanking everybody that listened to the first month's episode. The reaction, the listeners, the numbers were ridiculous. I was checking them daily in work, to be fair, but it was it was insane. So a massive thank you. Um, yeah, and like I said, me and Reese know each other from work. Um, we only met, what, a year
0: ago-ish? Uh, yeah, it's literally, I think, a year next month, give or take.
1: Oh, my God, it's our anniversary. I uh-huh. know. Oh, what should we do? We should go on a date.
0: It's, I don't know what is next month. I don't think anything. there'll probably be a birthday, knowing our luck. I'll just be like, no, go away.
1: Oh, it's my birthday next month. Actually, no, go away. <laughs> 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 no, it's not your birthday anymore. It's not. Our oh, works. it's our anniversary instead. Fuck it. Yeah, so, um, we become very, very close friends very quickly to the point of, um, Maddie, who was on last month's episode, um, calls Reese my other
0: boyfriend. Yep, so, pretty much,
1: <sighs> she Amber... just needs to get over the jealousy.
0: Yeah, and before moving on to the same team of online at work, I was pretty much yep. part of tech and just spent nine months sitting in the room whenever I had a spare minute and being like,
1: can I join? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I only took nine months for you to finally come on the bloody team, wouldn't it? Jesus.
0: Only nine months of me pushing buttons on computers and turning them on and off.
1: I just loved it because whenever, whenever no one knew where you were in the building, people would come and ask me.
0: Yeah, or they'd ring the room and be like, is Reese in there pretty much? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yes. We're pretty much like chalk and cheese. Whenever you're not in, I just don't really know what to do with myself. Even to the point of when they were talking to us about working from home, we've refused to go on the same week because we don't want two days without each other.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because we know for a fact that there will be that that moment where it's just like, it's boring today. And the next day it'll be like, the other person will be like, it's boring today. Just wait. It's because we're both off the day after the other Exactly. No offence to everyone else in the room or in the building. You're all great,
1: but we just we need each other to cope.
0: Yeah. When you sit next to each other and it's kind of like you, there's no conversations going on. It's like with the rest of the guys, if they've got their own rooms or they've got a lot of work on, it's just kind of like they do their own thing pretty much. So when you kind yeah. of sat next to each other, like it's like the other day when it was just me on my own and you weren't there and then our freelancer wasn't there. It was kind of like, oh, I've got no one to sit next to and talk to. Yeah, I felt that. I felt
1: that properly. Um, <clears throat> the other day, when you and the and the freelancer, our friends, had to leave early, and I was only on my own for half an hour, and it was the longest half an hour of my life. Because <laughs> there was there was other people in the room, and that's great. But yeah, I don't think you realise until someone fully sits next to you for so long, every minute of every day for five days a week. Then when they're not there, you're like, oh, this is. This is
0: horrible. <laughs> this is truly not very nice. Well, now we sit next to each other, and now we also do a podcast. So.
1: See, and it's so, that's so cute. <laughs> We're going to be doing YouTube together. Look, we look. We might as well get married. Yeah, we just might as we as might as, as, well. as well do it. We that's what as we as do, do next month. Fuck. You. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go in a lope. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, look. Like I said, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and a bit about the MCU. Um, but I want to start off very, very quickly because everyone knows I'm a massive Doctor Who fan. Okay, I'm. it's stupid how big a fan I am. I have a Doctor Who mug. I have a Doctor Who bag. <laughs> I practically am the show and it's following. I'm not, but anyway. Um, but this time last week... Um, they announced the 14th Doctor in shooty Gatwa. I really hope I'm saying that correctly. I really apologise for having I think I you are. I think I am, yeah. I looked at so many videos on how to say it just before, just because I really didn't want to fuck it up. <laughs> um, so he has been announced as the 14th Doctor under Russell T. Davis to come in um, after Jodie Whittaker in her Century Special. Um Famous from sex education, just thought quick, what are your thoughts? Do you like
0: it? Are you a fan, not a fan? Are you not sure? <sighs> it's going to be one of those. I, I've i unfortunately completely missed what I would say would be the Jodie Whittaker arc. Unfortunately, I kind of fell yeah. out of love with Peter Capaldi and just kind of felt like there. It's, it's probably not controversial, but it would be the more the factor of I felt like they were like, right, we're going downhill with Doctor Who a little bit here let's Mm. actually i felt like they might have needed a bit more writing before they brought in a female doctor i felt like they were going to space that out a little bit so with the sudden like no proper kind of like teasing of that it was going to become a female doctor and then it then becoming jodie whittaker so now to have it go back to a male i still don't know whether i'll fully go back and watch it i feel like i need to watch jodie whitaker and give her a chance see what yeah. actually storylines there were see how many times they bring back the daleks and the cybermen again um <laughs> but no i feel like unfortunately not watching sex education i don't really know uh his full potential as an actor but <clears throat> from what i've seen and what i've seen on social media and the news he's been like open arms. I saw a video the other day of one of the doctors doing a video of being like, welcome to the TARDIS, welcome to the, the critiquing and fighting the Cybermen and the Daleks. And it's like, okay, even other doctors are taking him with open arms. So he, I feel he will do well, but it'll be, I need to see it to fully kind of know whether it's going to go well for him pretty much.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you get that with every doctor as well. Didn't you? Like even when, um, Oh Jesus! For example, when Peter Capaldi was first announced, I was very, I was very unsure about him, and I went back and watched all his previous work. Like I went and brought the Thick of It box set and binged it, and that's just outstanding television. Yeah. And then, and then I I went to watch his Doctor, and I didn't I didn't love it in his first series, but I really fell in love with him in his second series. Mm. And yeah, I guess you're the right. We've Whittaker... Whitaker. The thing is, the things of her doctor is, I love her as an actress, and I love her take on the doctor. I'm just, I'm gutted in some of the writing she got because I really didn't enjoy her first season. I enjoyed yeah. her, and I enjoyed what she brought to the role because she was fantastic and she is fantastic. But the writing she was given in some as by her main showrunner just didn't land, and that was that was that was a big shame, I think. But then, as her series went on her second two in particular her second series was very good i felt yeah we shoots a gap yeah i've seen sex education he's a fantastic actor as well and i'm so excited for him to come on to the role um especially under russell t davis as well i feel like russell t davis coming back might give the show just not the kick up the ass but that little boost it needs i think that it's lost in recent years because thinking about it you had you know you had the, the 50th anniversary in 2013 and that year was huge like doctor who was everywhere it was in magazines it was in books it was on tv it was everywhere oh, yeah 100 percent. and then cut to you know six seven years later it's not even when you look at look at toys and toy shops for example like you go to forbidden planet and it's just a little section in the corner whereas six years ago it was huge yeah so, no, definitely it needs that it needs that revitalizing i guess and I, I do think or i really hope the shooter at will really brings it in because like i said he's a great actor and there was a quote he put um because you can tell he's a fan of the show as well
0: yeah but
1: he was like i don't have two hearts but i'm giving everything i can to the show and that's mm. that's what that's what you want you know you want someone that's just going to come in and go look i'm absolutely shitting myself but i'm going to give it absolutely everything yeah, no, so, definitely. Have they have they announced how many companions he's going to have? No, nothing. Rusty Davis has been Rusty Davis has been very... Um, he basically... Because they start filming pretty much very, very soon, which is why they had to announce it, because it'll be spotted everywhere. Yeah. But they, they basically went, um, we're not going to reveal anything about our series or our plans purely because Rusty Davis is like, I don't want to take away from Jodie Whittaker's last episode. He was like, that would be too unfair. Yeah, which I is... Definitely very respectable i think um but then again when the filming pictures come out you're gonna it's gonna be seen yeah because i I felt
0: like that was something with me as well with why which i feel like they maybe would have it took away a little bit obviously not seeing any of the series is i can't really take from it majorly but Mm. every previous kind of doctor really has only ever had one main companion with a bit of a tag along I felt like when they announced that she, that Jodie Whittaker was gonna have three within through, like through the whole series, I felt like it was almost like they were setting her up to lose. In the instance of okay, if people don't like her, they've got three other people that will always be in the episodes that they can enjoy. So it's almost yeah. like that's a thing as well. If will they will they give the new Doctor one companion and almost kind of indirectly and like under the cuff be like. We kind of trust him as a Doctor, so he doesn't need three companions.
1: You know what, yeah, I've never thought about it like that, but yeah, 100%. Because like, even with um, Matt Smith and Karen Gillan, they had Karen Gillan as the main companion, and then when they brought Rory on Arthur Darville, that wasn't official until a series in.
0: Yeah, and even then he was more he he wasn't your main front and focus kind of person. He was he was always referred to as Amy's boyfriend. It was never Amy and Rory together kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I think, yeah, like I think especially with Jodie's series, I really like, I loved Brad I mean, Bradley Walsh is great, don't get me wrong, I love Bradley Walsh and, you know, I had Toast and Cole. But it wasn't until they left and it was okay, yes, they brought John Bishop on, but it was the primary dynamic between the Doctor and Yaz, yeah. I felt like it started to shine more, and then obviously now it's coming to an end. So, I'd, I hope, yeah, I hope that it's just a primary companion rather yeah. than here's three and four, three or four people that are going to be traveling with him because it's like, no, you want to give him, you want to have him be the star and be the main role and carry it,
0: yeah, definitely, <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, so yeah, very excited, but like, we've still got a century special, the BBC century special in October, that's meant to be about an hour and a half long, so that's going to be like Doctor Who's longest episode, Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and apparently there's going to be loads more surprises in that, apparently Rusty Davis has seen it and he really enjoyed it, but no, you. I mean, you're going to see pictures of Shooty Gatwa filming very soon, so it's not really a surprise that they announced it, let's be yeah, fair. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> oh, excuse me, there you go, a little cough for you. Um... So look, like I said, the biggest thing we were going to talk about is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the MCU's most recent edition, um, directed by Sam Raimi, written by Michael Waldron, I want to say is how you pronounce his name, um, yep. but he was the writer of Loki. It came out now, I want to say about a week and a half ago, I think by the time this comes out, it, it, it's been out. Um, we're going to go full spoilers, it's been out for over a week. Um the reason i've left it this long to release this is so that we can just openly talk about it in full spoilers because you know if you're a massive ncu fan you're gonna see it within its first week
0: or do what it i did, did and pretty much not realize when the release date was and then be told by you that it was out on the day <laughs> that i was looking and so i went and bought tickets straight away instead of
1: <sighs> on the friday I was so salty. I was so... <laughs> I was so happy for you to get to go see it when there was a part of me that was like, why did I open my mouth? Well, like I we said, it, you it, waited.
0: it backfired because I had to spend four days not being able to talk about it in person because no one went and see it until Saturday. So... I kind of yeah. shot myself in the foot of having to sit there like a giddy child being like, I know things you don't know. And you were talking to me about it, obviously, with points that we'll bring up today. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. is It's all well and good being a Marvel fan, but it's when you go and see it on day one and certain people are like, I've got other commitments. You're like, I need people to watch it on the same day as me.
1: <laughs> you know, and that's, yeah, I agree. Because that's a massive thing as well. Before we talk about the film... I- a big thing about these films is they come out and you, you know you want to see them on the day of release right like you said you went and go, you saw it that night and then i had to wait till saturday cuz i was going to go see it with maddie but then you go on places like youtube or um you know twitter or just tiktok not looking for spoilers but you know if you've got some downtime in your day you can have a look and it's everywhere
0: yeah i feel like that's one of the things that we're unfortunately in now where it was where social media is such a prominent base of a lot of people's lives is that for some reason they think, I've just really enjoyed this film. I'm gonna go and ruin it for everyone else. And it's like but very heavy Twitter, TikTok, Facebook kind of like is part of a lot of like the generation's life now. But there are just there are just certain people out there that are like, yeah, this is probably gonna be one of the biggest films this year for MCU. Yeah, I'm just going to go and tell everyone the plot. And you're like, oh, cool. All the three apps that I use on a regular basis, I now have to stay off of. Well, was like like you told me, you've prominently watched YouTube. It's the main thing you use for video content. And you're having to yeah. avoid YouTube because people are posting up thumbnails with spoilers in them.
1: It, yeah, it was, it was was it got to a point where I think on the Friday afternoon, I had to make a new YouTube account. And even Maddie offered me to use hers because, you know, I like to watch video essays and comic book theories and all this stuff, but but none of them were posting spoilers, but you had recommended things of, I think there was one bit where um, th- th- I went onto YouTube and it just had a full cast spoiler yeah. of a cameo. And I, was just, I remember turning to you and just going...
0: What the fuck! Like, yeah, this is... I now know who's in it without even having to see anything on like reviews, as an example.
1: Yeah, I had to turn to you and be like, "Is this going to majorly spoil the film for me?" And you were like, "No, no, you'll still have a good time." Yeah, and I was just like, "That's so aggravating, so annoying." I think, yeah, spoiler culture now is just. It, even I remember, um, in the place we work, when it was Game of Thrones, right, and it was it was series eight. Um, and the general consensus was you weren't allowed to talk about the episode for a day. You had you so yeah, so you gave it you gave it that night that you watched it and then you went the whole of the work day unless you the only way you were allowed to talk about it is if you knew someone else had watched it and you were in like a closed off room, for example. But it wasn't until the day after that you were allowed to talk about it. Okay. But yeah, you just you just get you just get some dicks on the internet just like ha ha like when Endgame <laughs> came out, I remember someone on Facebook just put put oh yeah, Tony Stark dies. But they literally posted it that morning. Yeah. That it came out and it's like that is a douche move. I mean, if I spoil spoiler for you, you're about 3 years too late. Yeah. So I don't feel that bad. Nah. But but yeah, that's it's insane. It, yeah. it just baffles me. I got so annoyed on that Friday <laughs> through YouTube. I remember looking at you just getting so, so annoyed. Yeah.
0: Now, but as I said, as I tried to tell you, didn't I? Like, stay off YouTube. It's like, well, if it's your downtime, you want to watch something while you're waiting for work, you've got to avoid that. Yeah, exactly. And this just, people...
1: yeah. I get that people get excited and they want to, you know, talk about it straight away, but you've just got to be considerate. Oh, why are people dicks? but just people let's talk about the film let's go straight into it so initial thoughts what are your what are your thoughts about the film because for me i walked i've only seen it once yep same um i know some people have seen it more than once but i just haven't had the chance um i really enjoyed it i i don't know if it's my favorite phase four film that's still spider-man yeah um yeah,
0: I walked out absolutely loving this. I thought it was a bloody brilliant time. I I walked out really liking it, but again, it's like when we've had conversations with it, obviously give people a bit of a heads up. It's really difficult for us at our job to talk about anything with an opinion because it's very, especially when it comes to films, because obviously yeah. we work in that environment and everyone is very set in their way so obviously take it with a pinch of salt when we talk about these things because it's going to be that factor if you're going to be sat at home or sat listening to this and you're going to go what an absolute tit that that's one of his favorite things (laughs) but keep in mind everyone's got a bit of a different opinion on it for mine yes one of my top three because i actually really enjoy magic and magic for me is very much a big thing of why Doctor Strange and Shang-Chi are in my top three Marvel films and a lot of people are like, what are you on? Like, what, 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 Endgame, how is Endgame not in your top three? How is this not in your top three? And it's like, I really liked how they executed it, I loved how Sam Raimi did the directing of it and I just felt like it was, there was, there wasn't really a dull moment that I was like, oh, I've got 20 minutes left now, I want it to be end, I was like, oh, I've got forty minutes of the film still left. I still haven't seen this possible tease or this possible tease or this storyline get like kind of locked off. So it's it's in my top three. Just due on the nature of the the magic and the way that they executed the special effects of the magic compared to one was a lot higher production value in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest takeaways for me. Was like you said, is the magic was much more inventive. I think with the first one, there was moments that I really enjoyed, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy it as a film, but I felt like the magic... I feel like it went more on spectacle in terms of the world in Doctor Strange 1 rather than the magic he actually uses, and in this one, it was so much more inventive, and that's what I liked. I think the film itself will be controversial for some people and I understand yeah. why it will be which we'll get into but as a as a film I walked out I, want, I walked in going I want a I want a Sam Raimi MCU movie that just takes me on this absolute mad adventure that I'm absolutely gonna love and I walked out going, you know what? It was fun, it was adventurous, it had me on my seat, it had cameos that I really enjoyed but it wasn't overstuffed with them. That yeah. I liked cuz this film could have been easily cameo after cameo after cameo after cameo, after cameo. yeah I definitely
0: think,
1: i think they i think they chose the right amount and they went no these are the ones you're getting and this is the reason why and this is what we're going to stick to
0: yeah, no, definitely. Like, like we already discussed it, and obviously we, we don't have a source for this, and we don't have any, like, confirmations via directors or production or Disney or Marvel. But obviously there was a big, big thing about how Tom Cruise was going to get a cameo within it due to the nature that he went for the audition for the original Iron Man, never got it, but they loved how he looked as Iron Man. So there was a big, big rumour that he was going to be playing superior Iron Man, which for people that don't know the Illuminati within it, he is one of the original members Is Iron Man back in, I think it's like the 90s, is the first kind of look at the Illuminati. And they were like, do you know what? No, we're not going to bother because we just felt like it was a little bit too much and a bit too much of a big hitter celebrity wise to be putting him in there with the rest of the cast of the Illuminati that they'd already obviously confirmed on pretty much. So stuff like that is that like exactly like you said is being the multiverse of madness and kind of having a bit of the what-if series to kind of go off as well, they could have just flooded yeah. the film with cameos everywhere, and they were like, do you know what? No, we're going to do a few, we're going to do a funny one, and then we're going to leave it at that, pretty much.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think I think that's a bold move for them to have done, because for me, personally, like I, I knew there was a part of me that knew it wasn't going to happen, but being Sam Raimi, I totally fell for the oh, one of the Spider-Men's going to be in this. I, I 100% went down that route, because I was like, right, No Way Home ended with, I guess, well, before I say this, I guess I should say, spoilers for No Way Home. I know it came out a while ago, but there's still. I know there are some people that haven't got around to it yet, and yeah. it's the fairly recent one. Um, So, you know, it'll, there'll be time codes below, but I am going to spoil it now. Um, You know, No Way Home ended with Peter Parker's identity, being wiped, you know, he, he no one knows who he is anymore. And there were rumors, and I know some of the um, uh, the writers of that film came out and went, it could possibly not just affect that Peter Parker, but every Peter Parker, at least the three Spider Men directly involved in that film. Yeah. So I was like, right, okay, that's very interesting. So maybe one of them will show up to show the effect of it happening, and then obviously they don't show up and I'm like okay very okay I fell for that room yeah it was very easy to fall into the hole of they're going to show this person they're going to show that person fuck it Deadpool will be in there yeah I remember looking at you at one point and going is Deadpool in this film Mm because it's all over social
0: media and you were like no it's yeah he's, he's not in it they they could have pulled out every stop they could have done an end game and gone how many people have we got in the mcu let's play them pretty much like they i heard a, i heard a, like a oh this could be fun if they did this of a universe where uh captain america chris evans is captain america doesn't go back and put the time stones back and he's still a young man And there was going to be, like, a quick, as they were traversing through the different timelines, of just Cap stood there, pretty much, and they were like, oh, that that could be a possibility, bring Chris Evans back into it. And it's just like, they didn't, because they were like, we've already retired these characters, we've already retired these people, just let them live, and let them kind of stay in their timelines that they've got in the MCU at the moment.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, as as we're on the topic of cameos, let's start with the Illuminati. I think that's. We'll get to strange. We'll get to wonder. We'll get to all that. But I think you know the Illuminati they had is um, obviously if you're listening to this now we are full spoilers so you know
0: sorry. Yeah. Um, and also why have you why have you skipped forward this much as well? Why have you not listened to the intro? <laughs> exactly. There will
1: be time code. There will be time codes below. So you know your own head is your own head bit. Um, so the Illuminati they end up having. It's some that we kind of knew, some we don't. So they end up having uh, Hayley Atwell's Captain Carter. They have uh, they have Captain Marvel, who is her best friend from the film. I can never remember the character's name. Uh,
0: it's, um, it's not Maria. Uh, no, it
1: is, it's, you know, it is Maria Rambo. Yeah,
0: yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I think it is meant to be Rambo, pretty much.
1: Yeah, you have the, the most surprising one for me is you have Black Bolt from the Inhumans TV series. Yes. Which I didn't expect. Um, Anson Mount, that's his name. I should have said that. Yeah. Um, You have Professor X, Patrick Stewart, but from the 90s series, which they fully play on, which I absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one for me, which I was like, shit, they went for it. John Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, he plays Reed Richards.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I knew it was fan casting. I knew people have wanted that cast wanted him in that role for years but i was very surprised when i found it out that they actually went you know what yeah fuck it let's do it
0: so my thing with the illuminati was i'll kind of go almost in the order that you said so hayley atwell captain carter loved it i loved that that was kind of like our our what if kind of thing of oh what if we had captain britain but it wasn't captain britain it was captain carter i enjoyed that really loved that and some mount black bolt yes Granted, didn't really like his costume. I know that they went with uh, comic accuracy, but I just felt like I would have rathered him be in the chair with the helmet off, and then when they were needed to put his full gear on, I felt like it would have been nice, because I have a feeling there's going to be a few people that have seen Inhumans and didn't know it was him because of the way his helmet is cut. They're going to be like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Um, I agree. Lashana Lynch, so Maria Rambo being Captain Marvel personally i liked it but i felt like it was a bit weak at the same time i kind of felt like they just went right who else was in captain marvel that could also have just been captain marvel our oh, best mate and that's it like i almost wanted it to be so left field that we didn't know that that was going to happen pretty much like it was someone we didn't know but was linked to her character in one way or another um yeah. and then yeah my big hitters were john krasinski as reed richards loved that and patrick stewart coming back as professor charles xavier i love both of those i like that they were like right we're going, we need to do professor x being again another original member of the illuminati we're going to do that and then reed richards he's been teased for years now that uh john krasinski was going to be taken on the role but does that mean we're going to lose him in the 616 world does it mean that that's that's the, yeah, that's my worry is that we're not actually gonna get him as our Reed Richards of the MCU if they close off the multiverse?
1: Yeah, I think it's a hard one in it. I think going off what you were saying, I think again, yeah, Haley Atwell really enjoyed it, really enjoyed her Captain Carter. I mean you know, I love Haley Atwell, I love Peggy Carter and I think I love the fact that they they took the what if Captain Carter or that character. But you didn't have to have seen what if to know who she was. Yes, it was, exactly. Right, okay, it, it, they did not necessarily that they didn't necessarily, you know, hand fist it and explain it to you. But you looked at her and went right. She's clearly Captain America. She's this role. Right? Yeah, and, and that was great. Captain Marvel, I enjoyed. But yeah, I'm the same as you. I felt like it was quite weak in a sense. Not not because of the actress. She's great, but I think it just didn't land no. I don't know what about it it was I would have preferred it if I think if they had had Monica from WandaVision considering they're setting her up to be this this hero not necessarily her character from 616 but she she could have been a different variant of um Captain Marvel because she's the most kind of recent we've just seen her in WandaVision and a lot of this film is linked to WandaVision so I feel like yeah. that might have made a bit more sense um black bolt i really enjoyed yeah i think i enjoyed seeing his power properly when he had to kill the variant strange i yeah. thought that was sick um but yeah my two bigger yeah patrick stewart i loved and i loved the fact that even when he did the kind of um using his mind when he's face to face with Wanda, not in the kind of not in the kind of mental world, but like when she's by the big glass case, and he goes up to her, and he kind of puts his head and his fingers on his head, yeah, and like puts his arm out. You could see the little kind of vibrations, like they did in the '90s series, which yeah. I really liked.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Um, but yeah, Krasinski was my favourite, and I, I agree with you. I think uh, it's going to be very interesting because they could, they could easily keep him because the casting has been so well received it's something people have wanted for a long time um and go you know what yeah we're going to keep him in this you know that was just another variation but we're going to keep like, like Doctor Strange you know it's not it wasn't a different actor per universe it was the same actor there's different variations yeah or they can go no we gave you your fan casting that was your little thing Now we're not going to but yeah. It also depends on him as well, you know. He might not want to, but then again, he did go up for originally for Captain America, and he didn't. He didn't get it. And also, I remember him talking on the Graham Norton show that he was in for the for a costume fitting, and he came face to face with Chris Hemsworth and was like, "No, I ain't doing this. He's buff. I'm not.
0: Yeah, this a role suited for me." <laughs> Whereas,
1: Mister Fantastic. I don't know what it is, it just suits him.
0: Yeah, like even in the in the comic books and like you look at any of the cartoons or anything like that, or even previous Fantastic Four films, Reed Richards is meant to be brain over brawn. He has the ability to keep himself going and to kind of fight fight in a way where he knows he's not gonna get his ass handed to him. But he has always alluded to that he is the smartest man in the world, he is above Tony Stark level intellect and it's like they kind of hinted that a little bit with the fact that he enters the room with a teleporter everyone else kind of walked in and it was always already there and it was like oh yeah and here is Reed Richards and he just appeared and it's like yeah you're gonna you're gonna show that that's his thing and it's his brain is the reason why he is Reed Richards pretty much but I don't know I felt like seeing as we're talking about the Illuminati we're kind of maybe stick on them for a little bit of yeah. Did you feel like they were done well as characters within it? Personally, for me, I'll go so Krasinski, yes, but they done him dirty with his death. I felt he he didn't even get the chance to do anything. He just kind of stretched his hand and was mullered instantly. Um, yeah, Black Bolt as well. I felt like with that of a lot of people, we've had this discussion in in uh, like work and stuff. Is that a lot of people knocking? Uh, Read Richards for telling Wanda that what Black Bolt's ability is but w- mm. as we mentioned they did not see our version or 616 version of Wanda as a threat so it's kind yeah, of exactly. like exactly
1: they yeah sorry
0: no I as, as I said is it was more they because they didn't see her as a threat because of their version of Wanda they kind of like underhanded him a little bit so I felt like again Black Bolt got done dirty captain marvel she did not show to be to be classified in the 616 world as the strongest avenger mm. she, i felt like she was it was very less do some like almost like dragon ball kamehameha attacks constantly at wonder yeah. who just kept deflecting them off and it's like yeah you're not showing your strength here at all and then as i said yeah i peggy carter i felt was a strong casting as as as, as, a, as a as an actress as captain carter but again i for them to be the last two to be fighting wanda and all the rest of them getting done dirty it was such a weak fight between her and the illuminati personally
1: no you know what i pretty much agree with you i think i think i'm happy the characters are in there i think my my big my my best surprise of the film which was the thing that i loved the most was also the thing I was disappointed at the most, which yeah. was John Krasinski, because I felt you finally got him in after years of fan casting, and he's he is genuinely suits the role to a T. When he's talking to, to Strange, and he, you know he's, he's kind of going through these emotions, I didn't go, this is John Krasinski. I was like, no, this is Mr. Fantastic. I yeah. fully believed it was him. I was like, this is a man that's perfect for the role. When it came to... So that part I loved, absolutely loved the part i didn't like is you didn't see anything of his powers. No. Okay, yeah, you saw it. You caught you saw him stretch down as he first when he comes into face wanda. And his death, you know, splitting him, shredding him in, into shreds and then exploding his head. Okay, fucking okay, yeah, that's a pretty sick death. But i at least wanted i don't know. I see I understand killing off black bolt first because you know, what else is he going to do once he speaks? Okay, yeah, i understand why she did that. But then uh, you could have had at least a bit of a sparring match with, because you know you had Captain Carter and Captain Marvel. Then they had a little bit of a sparring match with, with Wanda. You could have thrown Mister Fantastic in there. Show me a couple of elements of his powers. You know this is, this is his first introduction to the MCU. Yeah. So I want to see. I want to see something.
0: Mm.
1: So yeah, the fact they killed him off straight away, I do feel like he was done dirty. Which is another reason why I feel like they might keep him. Yeah. Maybe they were maybe they didn't want to showcase anything from him purely because, you know, we have got the Fantastic Four film coming soon.
0: Yeah. More, um More than likely. So, I'd probably yeah. say that'd be the case. But obviously this kind of leads on to another one of your points that you've obviously sent through to me and we'll kind of go onto that. And then maybe round to strange, Wanda yeah. being the villain. What did you think?
1: Yes. I think oh, I fully understand. Why people would might not be happy with it, and why it will be controversial. I get that. For me personally, I in I loved it. I really enjoyed it, but purely because, okay, yeah. Look, she is not a good guy in this film. She kills a lot of people. But something that Maddie said to me afterwards that I think she worded actually really well, is that they don't make it reasonable, but from her point of view. You understand why she's doing it. She's not just do. She's not just going around killing people for the sake of killing people. She's doing it because she genuinely believes she can get her kids back. Yeah. And all she's coming across is people going, "Your kids aren't real." Now, if someone said to me, "My kids aren't real," I'm gonna go ballistic. Yeah. Like you, you don't say, especially to a mum. So I think, and the fact it, it draws a lot from the comics. You know, the House of M storyline. I think, yes, I understand why people are upset by taking this very strong female character who was an Avenger and making her a villain. But then again, when you watch the film, she goes through this journey, and at the end, she is being corrupted, and she is being corrupted by the Dark Cold. And when she sees what she's become right at the end, she realises that as well. Yeah. So she does go on this full journey. So yeah, I think it makes complete
0: sense, personally. Yeah, I I completely agree. So I'd, I'd, I'd pretty much put what I was kind of planning for this was just that, I loved it. I love that they kind of perceived her as the villain. And I've kind of put that over air quotations. But I said, it depends Mm. on what side you take on how you see her as a villain. I personally felt her reasoning for what she did was justified. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, my God, Reese, the bit in Carmitage when like the bit we were talking about where that bloke gets obliterated while he's trying to crawl away and she just Mm -hmm. literally turns into ash. But the thing about you, you kind of hit the nail on the head is that, she went through all of that tra- trauma in her head and obviously kind of with Westview and what she did and she kind of put her hands up for that. She kind of went, I did wrong, I made this false reality, I trapped people, but she didn't hurt anyone. Then it's kind of got to this thing of, and obviously if, if people haven't seen it, again, spoiler warning, but at the end of, it's, it is the end of Vision, where she gets she hears the voices of Billy and tommy doesn't she when she's in, she's yeah. using the dark hold and she's in this little shack in the middle of nowhere and she hears their voices and obviously people alluded to it sounds like they're screaming for help but yeah. it's one of those things obviously as now we've learned from like, multiverse of madness is she was hearing the billy and tommy from another universe so like mm. she says throughout the whole film is i'm just trying to get my kids back and that's it and all she kept getting put up against was constant barriers by people. So she went a bit nuts, understandable, but she also was, and it kind of that what played her very well as the villain of when she floats up to Carmitage and it's like, strange, I've already told you, give me the girl. I'm literally only going to try and get my kids back, and that's it. And him yeah. being like, no, it's a kid's life. And it's like, okay, so you're going to sacrifice all these people here for one kid and she showed that she was just like i've got through the barrier which i thought was a sick scene i love that they did the barrier scene with all of the the different users but then she showed she was like i gave mercy and she felt like in her right she wasn't asking for much it was you've just met this kid granted yeah she's got an ability that she can traverse the multiverse and that was what i think was strange's difficulty was that Mm. okay she's got her kids but where would she stop And I think that's where the villain aspect of it where a lot of people are leading towards is she murdered loads of people and if she had that ability, she could quite rightfully be like, right, I've got my kids now. Let's go and get a vision. And she goes to that, that that universe, and that universe are like, well, you're not taking our vision because he's ours. And then again, she obliterates another load of people trying to get her husband back. And I think that's what it is, is that I feel like it depends on what side of the coin you kind of look on, but she definitely proved that she was the most powerful in their universe like with what she could do and the magic that she did and it's like one versus what we kind of round it off as like 150 people at karmatage with all different abilities and she tore through them like they were just bits of paper oh, she went she went nuts didn't she she yeah. fucking went for it so it's like I, I i loved her as a villain but again it would depend on what you perceive her as villain wise pretty much it's almost kind of like looking at venom to an extent He'd done, yeah. he done a lot of bad shit, and in those films, he bites people's heads off. But he's doing what he does to kind of for his own benefit, and because what he sees doesn't affect a lot of people. Really, Wanda was only doing the same thing, but yeah, she did kind of kill a load of people at the same time, pretty much because of the dark hold. You,
1: you hit the nail on the head. She even says it in the film. She says it at the start, she says to Strange, you know, it's in the trailers, you change a few things, you become a hero. I do it, I become a villain you know and she's right you know strange disrupted the multiverse wiped out peter parker's identity made a lot of mistakes and he's still held as a hero yeah the difference is is that Wanda's killing people so yes yeah. maybe she's not going about things in the right way but she's you're right she's completely justified in doing what she's doing because you know a mum would do absolutely everything for their kids yeah they just it would it's a mother's instinct so of course she's going to kill if you know she's saying to strange okay maybe she got about it the wrong way but she's going look i will i will not hurt anybody here i just need the girl to help me yeah if she, she she's like oh, if you don't if you don't do this you've you've literally left me no choice because if i what, what you want me to do just turn around and go no all right my kids can fuck off like no, of course
0: yeah. she's going to do it i i would say her only dark bit where i was like that solidifies her probably in a lot of minds as the villain is when reed and uh she's in front of reed richards and she goes have you is is their mother still alive when he talks about his kids and he's yeah. like, he's like, yeah. And it's like at least they'll still have someone to look after them. And then obviously she kills him. And I felt like that—that that solidified that she'd gone a bit too over the edge in that case. Of okay, now I'm now face to face with another parent. Granted, yes, the kids have a mum and a dad, but it's like that was that bit of well, that my kids don't have a dad. So they're not gonna have a dad now, and it's like, okay, that, that you're going a little bit too far, and that's where it kind of for me was like, Yeah, I'm more lent towards you, you are definitely a bad villain in this, pretty much. Yeah. Um and I yeah, I agree. It was it was definitely one of those things uh said, and it's kind of with her as a villain, and again as said with another one, it's this being the first MCU horror, as a lot of people are calling it now, pretty much. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it was a horror. I just felt like it was really graphic scared. and brutal. Oh, I, I shit yeah. myself a couple of times with a few jump scares of like the bit when they're in the tunnel running away from her and they collapse the, the ceiling in to try and drown her. And then she, oh, just, yeah. she just appears. And it's just like, that shit me up a little bit. But then people are like, oh yeah, it's horror because of the zombie strange bit and the way that they perceived the him possessing the zombie with the demons and stuff like that. It's like, oh, it's, it's clearly a horror. It's like, Sam Raimi did very well on playing on the horror and gore aspects, but really it was just a really gory MCU it's film. Brutal. Yeah, yeah absolutely
1: brutal. Because... just the last thing about Wanda as well is that I've seen some people go oh it doesn't make sense in her journey and I've gone there's a few people i spoke to about that and everything I've said after that is I've always gone look at her journey then I mean she starts off in Age of Ultron getting these powers and losing her brother she then moves on to Civil War where she accidentally tries to save a town and kills a lot of people and then gets locked up she then moves on to Infinity War, where she has to kill the only man she's ever loved. Yeah. And then she gets wiped out from existence. And then to Endgame, where she's, you know, she's only just come back. She's still reeling from that grief. To Division, where she's finally got everything she's wanted, not in the right way, but then she has to watch them all leave in front, yeah. leave in front of her. No wonder she's fucking like gone to this path
0: yeah she's like, she's got she's... to the point now where she's like i'm gonna do everything on my terms because i want what i want now because i've done everything else for everyone else
1: yeah like it makes complete sense it yeah but i don't yeah i see how it's controversial but you know talking about zombie strange you know it's a doctor strange film we should probably talk about do- doctor strange at some point so let's talk about doctor strange
0: he got his ass I... handed to him for the whole film
1: yeah pretty much but but So when, when, when Doctor Strange first came on the first film, I liked him as a character, but I didn't, I didn't love him. And as films have gone on, I've slowly warmed to him. I think Infinity War helped and Spider-Man helped as a character. I really liked him in this because he, he goes through a lot, but you're right, he does get his ass handed to him at every at every turn to yeah. be fair
0: I think that's the, um, that's the one thing that I'm kind of like I completely agree with you is he has developed and he has got better since his first appearance in one but there, there's it's one of those things if I know the MCU don't want to take too much material from the comics. But he is classed as like a really high level person within like the Avengers and the superheroes kind of networking. Like, whenever sorcerers and stuff like that are kind of needing someone, they turn to him. Whenever it comes to stuff that's like proper, full on, high level alert for Earth, Doctor Strange is called upon. And now it's just kind of like we genuinely have a kids magician kind of style thing in the MCU. And it's like, is he like that now because he isn't Sorcerer Supreme? So he's almost like a bit of a brat. Like, well, I don't have the responsibility anymore, so I don't have to do these really cool and powerful spells. But part of me was strange, while I feel like, yeah, he did kind of get his ass handed to him, and he has developed a lot. There's been no mention of him ever getting Sorcerer Supreme back. And that's a big thing for him, because that's technically what his whole thing is within his journey, is that he becomes a Sorcerer Supreme, and kind of is, that is his, that is his title everywhere is he is doctor strange the sorcerer supreme now it is just very wong's got it and now is have we got to wait till wong dies and then we lose a really nice character there as well before he gets it back like
1: yeah yeah that's my thing as well because it's it's i was very when they when they kind of mentioned that in the one offline it's why do i know at home i was a bit like oh, okay and then they explained oh, ice because of the because of the, the dusting i was like right okay that makes sense um but there was no... At one point when I went into this film, I was like, oh, maybe they'll find a way to give it back to him. Maybe that's part of the plot. But there wasn't even an inkling that that was even part of the plan at any point.
0: Yeah. And they, so, haven't, yeah. And, and they haven't buffed Wong in any way. I know that makes him sound like some sort of character in a video game. But he's, <laughs> it's like, we've, again, we've had uh, c- casual chats about this. Of Again, in, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, his main abilities is pulling weapons out of thin air. And it's like, Mm. we we have been exposed, unless you read the comics, we have been exposed that the Sorcerer Supreme is top rank, no one can beat him or her, and that's it. Because we had that with the Ancient One, we had that with Strange, and now it's like Wong's got it, granted he has alluded to he's taken up the responsibility but didn't really want it. But at the same time, it's like Wong hasn't been given this boost of the presence of being the Sorcerer Supreme, except for having the, obviously, the utmost respect from the rest of the sorcerers at Karmatage. They showed that, yeah. with the whole alluding to they bow when the, when the Sorcerer Supreme comes along. And it's like stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, that's it. That would be the, if you were both, if they were sat in a room together and it was just like and they were cracking off their uh, different magic abilities. You'd instantly assume that Strange was the stronger one, and then when it's like, oh, but the sorceress Supreme is meant to be the strongest. It's like, well, it's Wong, and he can fling a, a, a rope dart around, and he can swing a sword. And it's like, well, yeah. Uh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> because
1: because I, I love Wong as a character. I genuinely, yeah. oh, I love him. Wong's great, right? But like, like in this film. When Wanda first turns up at Carmitage, it's strange that has to go speak to her. When anything happens, it's strange that deals with it. It's yeah. not that's that's the work of okay. Yes, I know I know Strange has the cape and that's how he can fly, but but everyone refers to Strange as an Avenger. Yeah, they don't refer to Wong as an Avenger. No, so Strange does all the all the kind of work of a Sorcerer Supreme. So that's why I'm yeah. It's and all his magic does like does seem more powerful like like the bit with turning music notes into kind of like knives yeah you don't really see Wong do anything like that
0: no that was perfectly executed though that's the thing like I felt like that was very some people class it as cheesy where I would see why why they would see it as cheesy but mm. I did like that bit of the 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 room he's surrounded with instruments because obviously i'm guessing that's what this strange the the evil strange has kept himself busy with but yeah for them to be flinging their magic at each other and literally it being music notes and stuff like that like i thought that was very very clever that like you said again we've never seen wong do anything like that before
1: yeah and that's everything we want to see from strange as well i want to see him look at his surroundings and go right I'm gonna have to fucking just pick something up. Right, music notes. Right, magic go. That's what you want to see. Yeah. And that's what I think the first one was missing. But yeah, I do, I do find it weird that he's still not the sorcerer supreme. I mean, repercussions happen in this film with Strange. Like we said, he uses, he ends up having to use the Darkhold to um, dreamwalk into a deceased variant of Strange in Universe Six One Six. He also got um, handed
0: to him. It seems to be a running thing it, with Strangers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: and then, um, which, you know, it was very much said throughout the film, the dark cold corrupts the reader. You see it with Wanda, you sort it with variants of Strange. Strange uses, you know, the deceased Strange... Zombie Strange, as it were, to um, kind of get through to America and and get through to Wanda. Now the, the zombie stuff I thought was sick. Like I thought it was really good. It did remind me a bit of Batman, though. Yeah. When he flew yeah, a, little bit. a little bit, I
0: thought that was clever because obviously they kind of. Uh, I'm guessing maybe he doesn't have it or whatever, but obviously Supreme Strange that's shown right at the start of the film. He doesn't have the mm. cape, so it's kind no. of like well, that's one of the things of maybe. That was kind of what I loved, was that, okay, uh, our strange has, has dreamwalked into this stranger's body. Shit, he doesn't have a cape, so I can't just float all the way. Right, I'm being attacked by these demons, and I'm now going to be able to channel their... I'm already doing dark shit already to piss people off in the the higher being. It's like, well, I'm now going to use the, the demons that are trying to attack me because I'm possessing a dead body... Um, and I'm now going to fly all the way there using the demons as a cape. And it's like, okay, it's clever, but a little, yeah, a little bit like Batman at the same time, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I felt I felt very Batman in that bit. But, yeah, so, you know, he does end up having the repercussions. By the end of the film, he has a third eye, basically.
0: Well, yeah, which a lot of people are kind of like, eh? Like, what? Why has he got a third eye for? And obviously, Evil Strange has it because he was corrupted by it. So it kind of does give <laughs> yeah. us a hint.
1: I see. I see a few people going. Oh, what's the fucking point of that third eye? And I'm like, did you just what Did you not watch the film?
0: Yeah, like that like, was his. Like... That was his repercussion of using it in in the sense of the evil strange that obviously he fights. So it's kind of like, while there's no explanation, we had reasoning on why he used the dark hold. He had the third eye. So then, when loads of people were confused when the eye appears, it's like, yes, it was a shocker. Like, oh my god, he said that there would be no repercussions for him. And then he's obviously in the middle of the street. He shouts in pain, and then the eye appears. It's just like, well, no one escapes. Consequence. Tell,
1: tell you well. Tell you what. What a way to end the film, though. Yes. Like the fact that. But then, I mean, oh, I love the fact that's the end shot of the film. Like he screams in pain. Cuts to credits. Okay. Very very cool cliffhanger ending. But then you get to the post credit, the mid credit scene. Immediately it's resolved. He's accepted it. He's got the eye. Fuck it yeah so i understand why that mid-credit scene's there but it also does kind of take away from the cliffhanger ending of the film a little bit
0: yeah it's kind of like here's our cliffhanger then yeah how much of a time gap is that it's going to be even a bigger kick in the nuts if that's like a week later it's like he's already accepted it within a week after you know he's going to go and talk to wong and wong's going to be like Oh shit. He's gonna go and talk to the rest of the sorcerers that are also gonna be like, you use the dark hold. We're told to not use the dark hold. And it's like, uh, and then yeah, to have that scene, don't get me wrong, very cool scene. I like who's in obviously in the scene, who we'll obviously talk about in a sec. But I felt like, yeah, it did kind of take away from it a little bit, and it's almost like they forget that people now. All sit till those scenes come up. It's not like people miss them. It's a part of a Marvel film now of fil- films finished, mid credits, possibly an end credit, done. And it's like, oh, he looks like he's really comfortable with that third eye now. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, because he
1: just, he just, he she's like, so, sorry, like we said, the, the, the mid credit scene is a strange walking down the street, <laughs> a rogue sorceress appears played by Charlize Theron who is now confirmed to be clear from the comics um, she says that there is a incursion which is what happens when multiverses mix and kind of collapse on him, on themselves she uses a sword to open a portal to the dark dimension and says you need to come and help me now unless you're too scared and he just happily opens up his third eye and goes no alright let's go yeah. and that's what happens so it's a very cool scene because obviously clear from the comics is his kind of um, multiversal wife and she's also the niece of Dormammu as well um, which is quite interesting and Charlize Theron, okay, cool actress but um, yeah, it's the fact he just kind of opens his eyes like, yeah, alright sweet, it's a bit like, oh but you were just screaming in pain for us two minutes ago, now it just kind of takes away from a little bit
0: Yeah pretty much, yeah, it is very much that of it was not as good as it could have been if, if like they, they hadn't have alluded to it and then maybe just kind of let the I was the final credit scene. So obviously we need to talk about that as well, because I felt like that was that split opinion. I feel like that final credit scene. Um, what, the you, one
1: right at the very, very end? Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I felt like that's what they should have done is they should have ended it. The mid credit should have been uh, clear turning up. And then yep. some sort of scene at the very end where it's like a bit out of timeline, but or you said you even play it that way of I appears mid credit scene, then clear at the end pretty much, and that would have been it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like the lot a lot of people are pissed off about the final credit scene. I feel, I feel, we expected yeah. it being Sam Raimi. But a lot of people, I felt like, were frustrated that they sat through, granted, not long of credits, but there was no allude to the story in that credit scene, and it was a stupid extra cameo from Bruce Campbell.
1: Yeah, it felt very much um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. You know, you have the mid credit scene, which was about the vulture and quite important, and then it got to right to the very end, and it was just Captain America on the chair. Yeah. Um. And I think you know, it's because Marvel have always painted out that all their post-credit scenes need to be watched. Yeah, they always go, "You must stay through the credits," which is like, okay, brilliant. So you get to this end point, and it's like, you do feel like, okay, yeah, look, it's funny. It's like, oh, okay, look, it's over. Okay, great, but you do feel like you've just wasted a bit of time.
0: Yeah, and because I'd
1: rather sit through it, it be important.
0: Yeah, like obviously, I've kind of looked into it and gone right. He breaks the fourth wall. So maybe that's a Mm. bit of a thing of just like, oh, is he alluding that he's a different character? Also, as well, the fact that Strange also kind of pointed out that the spell should have lasted about three weeks. So did it mean that when he goes through the port of Clear, he doesn't exist anymore? So that's why the spell stopped? Like that was a bit of a weird one as well. Oh, it's finally stopped. It's like, so you stood there for three weeks and punched yourself in the head for three weeks. Like that was more my thing. That felt like it was the same day. So it's like, why yeah, did the spell did, yeah. stop kind of thing? But um, I don't know. I felt like, as I said, is that it was, I understand why it was there, but I think it annoyed a lot of people at the same time, I think.
1: It, yeah, I think in the future, I think if they're going to have something like that, that they should, you know, because they always do those tweets and those posts of saying, make sure you stay through the credits, and they did that for this. Yeah. They should be like, there should be something to go, look, make sure you stay through the mid credit scene. There's also a fun post credit scene that you could, something like that i think for people in future but look before we wrap up we should talk about quickly um both baron mordo and america chavez in any order because um i with baron mordo i felt he was very underused in this film i guess but also i don't know it's hard to explain like Because, obviously, at the end of Doctor Strange 1, you get the post credit scene of him, you know, crippling that man and being like, there should be no more sorcerers. And then in this film, Strange and America Chavez are travelling multiverse to multiverse, and they end up in a universe where they come face-to-face with Baron Mordo, and Strange just goes, oh, he was the first person to bring me into Carmetage, and then he tried to wipe out all the sorcerers who've been trying to kill me for the past few years. And then that was kind of it, and they have a little fight because he's a different universe, Mordo. Yeah. But
0: I was just a
1: bit like, I was just a bit like, why include him? Because I feel like it just wasn't, wasn't really needed.
0: No, I feel like he he was included as a way of linking in the Illuminati, and that was it. Because yeah. it's as I said, is obviously if we look at original members, Mordo is never a, a member. That's a thing. The Sorcerer Supreme is Doctor Strange's, but Mordo never is, and I think that's what it was. It was a almost similarly and we've obviously had this conversation I'm 50-50 I'm still on the fence about it with America shevers they mm. they needed a character who could traverse the multiverse to kind of have this thing so i felt like they could have done her a lot stronger as well like i get it it's kind of her starting story she doesn't know how to control her abilities she realizes that it's emotion based by the end but it's kind yeah. of like I made this comment to you, I remember. It was that they could have just made that a spell that was very forbidden and unknown fully by everyone. And it was like, uh, Wanda wants this spell and it's part of the Book of Ashanti. That's what they could have Mm. made it as. And they didn't need to put America Cheves in it at all. But I get why they did. They needed the emotional connection. They needed it to not be Wanda or Wong or Strange. They needed it to be someone's ability to traverse the multiverse. But yeah, Yeah. Mordos-wise... I felt like yeah, it was very underdone. It was like oh well, there's an emotional connection in one way or another, but we're not going to play on that at all. Like yeah, you tried to kill me, but we're still going to go into the into the New York sanctum and trust him no matter what. And it's kind of like, and then they like you said, they have that little fight. And even then, the fact that it was kind of like a lot of underrated. Abilities again for Mordo when he was obviously before he had the bracelet on that obviously nullifies their magic. He kind of uses the speed, like the the boots, to kind of get over, which he's already we know he's had those boots for ages because he uses them in one. So, and it's kind of like, yeah, I just felt like he was very underwhelming, and they could have done a lot more with him if they would have actually given him the chance. And it was just like we're just going to put him in as a reasoning on why why we're going to link him to the Illuminati kind of thing. It was a bit weak.
1: Yeah, that's my thing. I feel like if... I think including him, by him being from another universe, it should have been... I don't like the fact they had the line of, oh yeah, he's been trying to kill me ever since. I'd rather them keep that out and have that for another film, because I want to see that. I don't just want it to be, this is what's been happening between films. No, I actually want to see what's been happening. Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't
1: need you to throw that line away. And in terms of America Chavez, I liked her, but I do get your point. And I think, I think for me, it feels almost as if, because this film was originally meant to come out before Spider-Man No Way Home. It was meant to be the other way around. And it can't, at least for me, it kind of feels like timeline-wise, it still is. Like I know they have the line about Spider-Man, but I don't know. I Doctor Strange very much disrupts the multiverse at the end of Spider-Man. Yeah, that does not necessarily ruin Peter Parker's life, but he he fully damages it, right? And even in that trailer at the end of the post-credit scene for Spider-Man: No Way Home, you have Wong say to him. It's not in the film. You tampered with multiverse and physics. You shouldn't. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. But I don't mention that in this film. So for me, it just feels a bit like all the repercussions from that film just doesn't get felt here because America Chavez was originally meant to be in Spider-Man No Way Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, that's how the Spider-Men were going to come in. Mm. And it just feels—I don't know. There is a part of me that just feels a little bit that they've gone right. Let's swap them over. Let's take out some of this, and then in effect, that's now kind of affected America Chavez's role
0: a Maybe. bit. Maybe As I think there's a possibility that they the 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 incursion that, that Clea is hinting towards when she's in the mid-credit scene. I believe is is the Spider-Man bit because it's like they say that it's when uh, two worlds obviously kind of clash. Granted, yeah. yes, they could probably say it could be Supreme Strange. okay, But that would have been him kind of fucking things up. I feel like with her, she refers to it as that, and obviously it's kind of hinted at with um, Rachel uh, McAdams' character, Christine Palmer, is it's yeah. when two universes kind of mingle and they shouldn't. Well, obviously, the only way that Strange did that with 616 Earth was Spider-Man. He hadn't done anything else. Because obviously Chavez brought supreme um strange's body through with her when she escapes so it's kind of like i don't feel yeah, like that's, that's the important. i don't think that's the reason why she's saying it's an incursion and obviously i feel like with that as well is that yes strange obviously goes to um their universe but the things that happen to 616 earth's universe is only spider-man and that's it you could kind of say yeah. dreamwalking but they didn't go she didn't go for wonder she went for strange like strange you're the one that's caused this. So I think that maybe they've skipped it of that they didn't bring it up in this one because the storyline with clear is going to be what caused it. And then again like you said they bring the Spider-Man back in because he's like well I need help from the people that caused the issue. We've got Chavez now that can go and grab him. We're going to bring the Spider-Man yep. back through. We're going to use them and again that's where it kind of alludes to that story instead maybe. So I feel like it's still there. It's just they didn't want to do it as the direct next film, I think.
1: Yeah, because you've also got um, Tom Holland's contract that still has, even though his solo films won and he's now being renegotiated, he, when they did the renewal of the contract it was for another solo film but for also to have his Spider-Man and Peter Parker appear in another MCU film in the future for Phase 4 and 5, which is why people really thought he was going to be in this but maybe they're saving it for the next one, like you said.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Okay, yeah, that no, makes sense. Well, look, overall thoughts then. Let's give us some, some final conclusive thoughts.
0: Decent. Could have had a little bit more work on it, but I feel like it's one of those there, uh, off that last remark, is they're a, they're setting up for something. Not Avengers level, but I feel like they're setting up for something to have all of the, the different phase four MCU kind of films converge in one way or another, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I think it was very much very fun, very adventurous, very brutal. Um I really enjoyed Strange and the characters. And my biggest thing we didn't really touch upon it, but the biggest thing that I'm happy with is that they don't just solve the multiverse in one film. It's yes. very much the by the end of it it's no the multiverse is now wide open. Um, it's going to take a while to sort it. Yes, yeah, it's and more buggered. It's, <laughs> yeah, if anything, it's not been fixed. It's more fucked. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what comes next.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. Excited.
1: Well, there you go. There's our thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness um, and a bit about the MCU. Now, before we close off, I challenged Reese at the start of this week because as you... As you lovely people would have heard in the first episode, me and Maddie quizzed each other on that episode's topic. Um, so, what I said, what I thought would be quite fun, is to try and make it a recurring thing. So, I said to Reese that uh, we could come up with a couple of questions each about Phase Four MCU films, and just see who's the overall winner, which will probably be him. <laughs> so, uh, as you are the guest for this episode. We'll go one each. Cool. I've got about four questions.
0: I've got I've got go. the
1: same, so that's all good. Sweet. I'll let you go first.
0: So I've been nice. So even though we said phase four, I was like, Do you know what? Because it's fresh, I want to see whether you... And we've only seen it once. I've done strange only, just to see. But like we've already discussed, I feel like I've been quite mean with mine. But you never know. You might know. So my first one... Oh, I've
1: gone for all of them. That's, that's, fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine.
0: That's all good. So my first one is... When traversing the dimensions with Strange and Chavez in Multiverse of Madness, we see three heads in one of the dimensions. Oh, you are oh, Who are Marvel hinting towards with this? Oh, fuck, you even spoke to me about it on yes.
1: Friday. Yes, I did. Oh, I knew you were just mentioning that for no reason. <laughs> I can't remember their names. Uh, Bill, Bob and Ben. Bill no, Boy. I genuinely can't remember their names. That's it's,
0: aggravating. Is the the living tribunal? That's it. Which, oh, which yeah. for context, for people, is a being in the short terms is a being above the center, uh, the celestials and everything pretty much like they're like above galactus so we're eventually gonna see them because i feel like the mcu are hinting at that with the when you watch them traverse and you see the paint universe and you see the cartoon universe they go through a universe where there's just this big face and that's it but if you slow that scene down it's actually three heads which is a, a character that is called the living tribunal
1: oh you smart dude <laughs> Right. Okay, one point to race. I'll start off easy. Oh god! Casirer, this is in your top three films as well. Oh god! In Shang Chi, yeah. What is the name of Trevor Slattery's furry friend? Oh shit! I know. I've he... got. I've got. I've got multiple choice. If you want me to be like the multiple choice.
0: Yeah, go on then.
1: Okay. Is it um, A, Maurice? Is it B, Morris? Or is it C Marty?
0: Oh. <laughs> M- More I wouldn't. I, I don't. I don't want to say Morty. That's the thing about it. I feel like that's a bit of a weird one, and there'd be too many references to Rick and Morty. I feel like if it was that, yeah. Um, just because he's trying to play a character that I believe is meant to be like Liverpudlian, and I feel like Morris would be the closer thing to it. So I am going to go with Morris. Yeah, you got it in one mate. Oh Jesus, the little chicken thing, isn't it? It's the like little chicken thing, yeah. Chicken he's thing great. with wings. Oh yeah. Now I've i again... I've been trying to... Go
1: on. He's so good. I've been trying to get a fucking plushie of him for God knows how long.
0: Yeah, as I said, we've still got that to be linked in. Obviously, with their end credit scenes of how they're going yeah. to link into the 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 multiverses. Yeah, hundred percent. So there's another. So there's another one, and I've and I. Uh, I don't get you wrong. I had to still Google it, so this isn't like oh he knows it off the top of his head, but. Again, probably slightly cruel, but he is shown in multiple scenes. Who is the Minotaur that we see in Carmatage's battle scene? I'm, as soon as you
1: went, he's shown in multiple scenes, I immediately thought of him because his pot funk kind of green. <laughs> Doesn't it begin with A, like Ash, tear or something? No, I'll
0: give you, I'll give you a stroke. His, his name starts with R, however, it is a cruel one because his name isn't said within it. That's the thing. Ro Ro, Ro- or like Roland or say Roland. Roland the Minotaur. Roland the Minotaur. He we went far off on the first one, it was Rintra. And he's Okay. It, and it's interesting. So it is literally the factor of that I had a bit of a Google about him is he's, he's actually um from another dimension. So that's another interesting on one whether MCU are actually gonna stick to that. Um, but if they if they are keeping him in, they also did him dirty because his abilities include things like shape shifting. So that's a factor oh. of that for him to be like a sorcerer at karmataj If that's who they're hinting towards, it's the, it's Rintra. It's almost like yeah, they've completely underpowered him, like just for to, to be like an extra character. You'll think he's the only beast there. It, everyone else is human, and then you've just got this. Big and also, minotaur. they gave him
1: a pop. They gave him a pop funko as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, where are you going with this? Like, why is he here and why is he never mentioned, pretty much? But yeah. The film did cut out 40 minutes of footage, to be fair. So that's probably what it was, more than likely. And they probably were just like, he's already CGI'd in, so we've got to kind of leave him there. <laughs> pretty much. Okay.
1: Oh, you're. Fuck, you're winning because you've got 1 0. 1 0 <laughs> to you. All right, I really hope this next one fucks you up. Probably okay. Well in the eternals your favorite oh, film God. yeah the eternals consists of heroes such as kingo and gilgamesh can you name me two more eternals
0: uh druig and yep. uh athena it's the one that Gilgamesh yeah. looks after. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, you got that. Straight in one. I really,
1: I genuinely thought that was going to be the one that trips you up.
0: No, that's the thing, because I said, is that I, Joe, I, I was thinking of first. It was just because they're very prominent. Druig's my favourite, but it was yeah. um, the young girl that obviously her main thing is like that she's always young and why was she made that way? I was trying to think of her name, but I was like, I can't. Sprite. think. That's it, yeah. Spr- I knew it was something simple. That was the thing, but it was because you said Gilgamesh. I was like, well, who does he look after? He looks after Athena. So, oh, damn. you never know. The, then. the next two are things that are in the they're in the film and they are prominent within the film as well. Okay, so, okay. Where is the Darkhold Temple located? Upon?
1: Oh, it's on that um that big fuck off the Wonders kind of throne, isn't it? On
0: the big mountain. It's, it's so I'll give you a hint. So it is it is a mountain as i said is it so it's it's the name mountain and it is mentioned uh it's wong that mentions it
1: mentions it doesn't he yeah
0: um it's got a bit of a weird name to be honest it's very kind of like fantasy-esque
1: something you hear so in dnd
0: <laughs> i was literally just gonna say wonder mountain <laughs> you're not far off that's the thing am i not no it's wonder Gore mountain I tell you what, yeah, I weren't. You weren't, weren't far exactly off, far, yeah. No, you weren't Fair far off at me. all. But it was. It's one of those of uh, he mentions it. I think once when obviously he's being interrogated, and then when they're at the base of the mountain, and he's like, "No one with no one's meant to come to Wondergore Mountain." That's the thing, like because she goes, "Why aren't we? Why aren't we closer?" And obviously he's like, "Well, Wondergore Mountain, we're not meant to be here."
1: Yeah, we can't. Yeah, ah, oh, you right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> In Spider-Man No Way Home, at the end of the film, what is the specific reason Peter does not go through with telling MJ who he really is? Ooh. Something happens, and there's a specific thing that makes him put the letter back in his pocket.
0: Isn't it because they both got into MIT?
1: No. Nope. Ooh. Okay. Well,
0: well, kind of, but that's not the reason That's not that, the full reason. Because I remember the scene. He walks into the because it's where that obviously she works that so he goes to see him, and then Ted Ned walks in after. I'm sure yeah. he sees something on the TV and then They
1: No, they talk about MIT, but he's still about to go through with it, and then
0: something else happens. Uh oh. Something else happens, but I can't. Remember. Nah, I, for the life of me, I can remember the scene, and I can remember roughly what happens. Because doesn't she give Ned a donut as well? She does, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, for the life of me, I know he walks in. She doesn't say, "Is it?" No, nah, it's not the cut on her head. Nah, Need an answer. Nah, yeah, no, nah, I can't remember. For me, it'll be there because they got into MIT, and he doesn't want to fuck that up.
1: Do you know what's really gonna make you kick yourself? Go on. You just said it.
0: Oh, is it because of the cut? The cut on her her
1: head. Oh, fair. Okay. So basically he goes to, he gives her the money and then she... She moves her hair, doesn't she? She moves her hair behind her ear and he sees the cut on her forehead. He asks her about it and then he puts a letter back in the pocket.
0: Yeah, because obviously he feels he, he knows he's technically the reason why she was hurt. So he's like, "Oh well, yeah. I don't want that again." Oh bloody
1: hell! I was almost, almost. You were you well technically you got it, but you just you didn't nah, trust your gut. Uh,
0: well, yeah, that wasn't the answer though, so will not give me that one. So my fi- right, my final one. So I need to get one right, Jesus. Hopefully, as I said with this one, <laughs> it's, 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 it's fingers crossed. All the earths are named according to Christine Palmer. But what is her Earth called? I know it's got a three in it. Yep.
1: Has it got a three in it? Does it start with three? No. Ah, okay. Because I was going to say 3133 for some reason. No, it's
0: not. All of the universes, bar a few, but they're only comic references, are three-numbered. So they're only three-numbered. It's obviously Earth, and and you know that there's a three in it. Oh. Mother... Remember, she says it while she's talking to Strange in the in the prison. It's like, you are from Earth 616. You are currently residing in. And she goes, it's Earth. Yeah,
1: because I remember, I remember her saying, oh, it's Earth 616. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it's got an eight in it.
0: Yeah. Uh, eight, three,
1: eight. Yeah. Do you... Oh sick? Yep. Can't so play to with... me. So
0: their their universe is eight three eight. Sick one. Which no obviously is me. as we talked about the other day, interesting how Mysterio also refers to our universe as six one six. Is it a pot in the dark or did he actually know? Did he you know? Yeah. Oh, I do
1: love Marvel, they do know what they're doing, don't yeah. they? So, might take a while, but they know what they're it doing. It takes them a while, exactly. <laughs> <coughs> Okay, last question. Oh, here we go. In the film, Wanda and Strange, but mostly Wanda, is corrupted via the Book of the Dark It was up to Doctor Strange and America Chavez to stop her by using the book of what?
0: A shanty. Yeah, you bastard.
1: <laughs> Fucking you got that straight away. Yeah. Even as I was reading it, I was like, he said this about
0: twenty minutes ago, so I didn't know he was gonna get it. <laughs> good old the well the, done. the book of ashanti that uh, that wasn't really used very much and got mangled straight away for this all-powerful book
1: yeah pretty much yeah. but well done race you win if if you're really lucky i'll put some round of applause under this bit oh, yeah. i probably won't but let's hope i do well done <laughs> i'm really proud of you mine
0: were cruel but granted i did think that you'd remember it after a week
1: no, to be fair that was that was that was failure on my part. So uh, <laughs> I turned in my MCU fan card. It's fine. Like, it you you'll
0: always be able to keep the Doctor Who one so you're all good.
1: Thanks man, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, look, that comes to the end of this second episode of The Review Lab. Before we go, I give everyone a chance to kind of plug anything or if you want to shout anything or anything, if there's anyone or anything you want to shout out or any social media you want to plug or
0: No, everyone keep listening to the Review Lab and go and check out the rest of Harry's stuff because it's definitely worth the watch, the the read and the listen.
1: Oh, you are too adorable. You know that. (laughs) You are too adorable. Well, look, like Rhys said, please, if you enjoyed this, you know, we're on social media, um, the Review Lab, pretty much everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I do have a blog, thereviewlab.org. And obviously this podcast, it'll be great if you... Subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating. That'd be lovely. Um, we are thinking of doing some YouTube stuff, which Reese is gonna co take part in, which is very exciting. Yeah. That'll happen. At, that'll happen at some point. Just keep an eye out for that. And to be fair, Reese will be back on this podcast because I've enjoyed having him on it. Yeah, so it was fun. Thanks, man. I look forward to having you on again. Thank you so much for for being on this one.
0: I really do appreciate it. No worries at all. Be looking forward to um, whoever's next. On
1: yeah. Well, that's a secret for now, um, because I need. Well, no, I do. I kind of know some people that are coming on next, but um, no, Reese will one hundred percent be back as well. So, um, look forward to that. I won't tell you when he's gonna be back because I need to talk to him, but that's not gonna be. I am not gonna talk to him about it now because you are all listening. So, you'll find that out when you. <laughs> oh wow! As outros go, this is really strong. Good, good outro. Thanks, man. Well, no, look, stay safe, everyone. Look after each other. Thank you so much for listening, and um, yeah, see you next month. Bye.